evening. You're watching Stockwatch with me, Zinati Puma. Tonight, I'm joined by Sanelisi Wedofile from All Weather Capital and Nikunza from Sunlam Private Wealth to unpack your stock-related questions. Be sure to send those questions via SMS to 41392, email at stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at businessdaytv using the hashtag stockwatch. Thanks so much for your time, Jen. Sanelisi, we're joining us uh, via Zoom. And you, Nick. In studio, I wrote a very nice intro for my show today. I said, I said the markets are chewing on chips, but not crisps, semiconductor chips <laughs> from oh, NVIDIA. I, I know, I know. But I mean, they're chewing on these chips. They're delicious, yeah. but they're not in a good mood. Well, What's as happening? In, as in what you've seen tonight. The markets, tonight. yes. Yeah, well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because those, those numbers were blowout. I mean, they were so important. I, I mean, I literally sat on my couch and watched uh, the TV until it came out at 20 past 10 last yeah. night. I mean, it really was, was a market mover. I mean, that particular stock, as I'm sure you and most of the viewers know, I mean, that's up 220-odd percent this year. So it's a biggie. That was a big one last night. Mm. But, uh, you know, I was chatting to, to a colleague because at one point they were trading at $520 pre-market. Uh, indicating sort of, you know, 15% higher. And then when I last looked before coming into the studio, they were up a couple of bucks, you know, back at 476, 477. So I don't know if it was more uh, buy the rumor, sell the news, perhaps. A uh, bit of nerves before Mr. Powell tomorrow. I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, you'd be forgiven for taking a bit of profits if your stock is up 224%. I get it. I get <laughs> it. I get it. Coming to uh, San Lisboa, because, I mean, these results were... Uh, or th this counter was one in which some market analysts were actually saying, you know, could actually lift the broader market. But it failed to do that. That excitement completely gone as we saw red screens across the U.S. boards over there. Uh, did the legs, did the market just run out of legs? Uh, or as Nick says, maybe there are risks that just kind of overwhelm the markets at this point. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about NVIDIA specifically, I yeah. mean, the, uh, Nick said the, the number's pretty good and you'd expect that kind of exuberance to have continued, but it might kind of be a sign, this result now, um, or the outcome might be a sign of uh, some cracks showing in the system. Uh, you have to remember that there's still the whole uncertainty around the geopolitical tension between China and US and who's going to win what is essentially, um, you know, some people might call it the new arms race, you know, getting to, to getting chips and uh, getting yourself kind of proficient in, in AI as quick as possible. So all of those are still stuff or still things that people still need to contend with. And I mean, yes, companies like NVIDIA are, are at the forefront, <laughs> but um, you never know how the kind of political landscape might change. So I think a, a lot of that also comes into the thinking of investors. Mm. Uh, actually, anything to note on uh, the JSC's performance today? Because actually, it, <coughs> Not bad. it, it didn't. Yeah, it, it mm. didn't follow the the negative sentiment that we saw out of those U.S. markets. All the indices were in the green. Uh, the rand slightly weak, about one and a half mm. percent weaker against the dollar, but still at okay, okay. levels. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean, we had we had obviously uh, you know the inflation printout yesterday, which was yeah. better. So inflation in South Africa is rolling over. Uh, some great numbers out of Harmonies, I think, yesterday or so, and yes. uh, you know not so great out of a few of the other counters this week. So mm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a bit of um, maybe a bit of euphoria with the bricks, a bit of feel good factor. I mean, we we were literally our offices are right opposite Santa Convention Centre, so there was a nice buzz about things. Yeah. 
uh, maybe it was a bit of a uh, you know positive vibe from that, but uh, and maybe also a bit of bottom, a bit of sort of uh, bottom picking. I mean, the stock. I mean, we lost eight percent in, in the space of ten trading days up until a day or two ago. So maybe it was due to a little bit of a balance, but low volumes. I must I must hesitate. The volumes have been quite disappointing. That that would be a concern for me. I mean, before we go into the uh, viewer questions, uh, it was quite interesting seeing South 32's results and the reaction of the market. Of course, those results. Um, quite bad, but I mean, we expect this kind of result, suddenly see where. Um, and of course, they still, even as we're seeing, uh, obviously, the pressure from China, but, you know, these companies coming out and saying, you know, they expect um, uh, better results uh, in the future because of the stimulus that is expected to come out of China. And I'm wondering why the markets just isn't settling on the fact that we know that we are in a downward cycle, why it still seems that it's still a surprise and why these uh, these counters continue to experience pressure. Sanli Siwe. Um, you know, I think you're exactly right in making the point about, you know, China being the driver. I mean, China's been the driver for commodities for quite some time now, well over a decade, possibly coming up on two, maybe over that as well. But um, <clears throat> the thing about the Chinese economy is that now the stimulus is going to need to be more targeted towards kind of the specific sectors that they're going to have to choose. I mean, I think they're trying to transform the economy into a more consumer sector and stuff that's infrastructure related, which then feeds into the mining uh, sector, might not get such a benefit. And remember, you've still got a lot of um, uh, issues still going on with the, the property market in China and, and kind of the heavily debt-laden uh, kind of developers and, and, and property uh, 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 companies there. So all of that still brings question marks to the future of commodities. So I think you've seen the response in commodity uh, prices. I think the companies themselves obviously are maintaining their production levels where they can and they are eking out that bit of return. But uh, I think the, the, you're not going to be able to fight. If Obviously, if the prices continue to fall, you're not going to be able to fight the, the, the downward fall of prices, especially if it becomes more clear that, you know, the, the infrastructure angle out of the Chinese, Chinese economy is becoming less uh, accessible as they, as they focus more on consumption. Mm. Uh, any thoughts on South 32, Nick? And I mean, uh, we've been trying to search for a bottom. <laughs> We're just not finding it. <coughs> so you can't, ignore, uh, you can't ignore the China factor. Again, yeah. I reiterate, uh, they have been a single engine to most of world growth for a better part of a decade, and it's slowing. Um, mm. It is slowing. And, uh, you know, things like iron ore. I mean, China sucking up 80% of all the iron ore that came out of the ground in the world on an average year. It's extraordinary numbers. Um, and if there's a slowdown, we've seen the sort of cracks in the property sector. Mm. You're not immune to it. I mean, you touched on it. These markets are cyclical. Um, mm. I, I guess the feeling is, you know, something like a South 32, you know, the stock is halved already. You know, investors, you know, how much more bad news? Well, clearly there is more bad news and these cycles can last longer. So, yeah, yeah I mean, buy, buy beware and we still have to keep watching the news coming out of China. I think there's still more to come. Ah, all right. Uh, there's a question here on EOH. Uh, suddenly, see, I'm going to be coming to you with this first. I have been uh, holding the stock for four years with only an EOH portfolio of one million rand uh, worth. My average price is three rand 37 cents with the current levels uh, of one rand 65 cents. If I hold another four more years, can it pass my three rand 37 cents average price? Um, Please, can you tell if it is a good suggestion to hold for four more years? I feel like we've had this question before, but I think yeah. the viewers also just trying to get different 
opinion. I feel like actually the viewer does actually want <laughs> to hold the stock for four more years. <laughs> Sadly, Siwe, what do you have to say? <laughs> yeah, look, uh, with regards to whether or not the price goes, <clears throat> goes back there, unfortunately, my crystal ball is out of order at the moment. <laughs> but uh, what I can tell you is that, um, you know, uh, EOH has had a bit of a tough time <clears throat> since having to kind of... Uh, um, move away from the kind of the founding managing team and they've done very well the current team has done very well in terms of um you know cleaning out the business uh restructuring you know uh certain segments selling certain segments um uh reducing the debt they had the rights issue which uh came off quite nicely so they passed all the hard grind of uh right size in the business and positioning it for operations and for growth so the next phase now is to make sure that they execute on the EOH business itself, you know, uh, engaging customers, accessing avenues of growth. And to be fair, given the, 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 the execution that the team has done up to this point, one has to, uh, at some level, say that they, they, you, you should give them a chance, of, uh, you know, and let them kind of execute on growing. So, you know, obviously the share price was a function of all the troubles that they had in the past. Now I think it's a better business. It's cleaner. There's a few more things sort of <clears throat> uh, to fix still, but it's really small um, around uh, making, you know, sure that they've got like fewer <clears throat> entities that, that whole operation. But I think that there's a real opportunity for, for them now to um, focus on the core of the business and, and re-engage their customers um, and, and focus on growth. Mm. Um, and I think those kind of things will catalyze, in my view, um, you know, hopefully positive sentiment for the share and that then that get, that can only be positive for shareholders. Mm. I think the hard grind the hard yards have been done already. Yeah. Okay, hard work's been done. Uh the house is clean and now they're focusing on growth. Mm. But yeah. I don't know, will it be a slog then, Nick? Because I mean just looking at the current price, it's like half of the the the, the price level of the buy mm, the of the viewer. Won't so, it be a slog? So I, th I think I think we need to also look at a little bit on the history here. You know, this is a this is a very very different business from a decade or so ago. Yeah. I mean, if, I don't even know if, how far your charts can go back, but uh, you know, it was well north of 100. I think it was 170 rand at one stage. It's now one rand fifty, so yeah. 99 and a bit down, and um, and highly you know been diluted off the rights issue. But it's a very different business. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be a hundred rand share again ever in your lifetime. Um, is it going to double uh, from where it is now to go back to the viewers three rand? I'm not sure. But from a pure business investment case, mm -hmm. I think they are tidying up shop. You just said so. The, Mr. Van Collier and his team have done a great job. Uh, they don't have to worry about their debt anymore. Um, and, I, and I think a bit of, a bit of focus um, and, a, and a bit of... Mm. Uh, there's a few things outside of their, their usual uh, businesses, which they own. They own something. Where I think they've got a couple of tracking businesses as well for trucking. Uh, and then I think it, is, it actually is a nice little business. But... Please bear in mind, it's, it's, not, it's not the business and it never will be the business it was a, a decade or so ago. Yeah. Holding on for another four years. But I mean, I mean as you said, the share's never going to go back mm. to 100. But, is um, it, but, but it, this is three no. rand. But is it, a, is it a good, is it a good, well-run company? Yes. Have they yeah. tidied up their balance sheet? Absolutely. A lot yeah. better than looked at. Uh, where is it going to go to? Mm. Who knows? But if they yeah. carry on doing what they're doing, I definitely see that with the correct allocation of capital, it's, it's a nice share to own. Mm. Mm. I guess it also just depends if you really believe in the story of this new business. Mm. 
and not the old business. Correct. Yeah. All right. Let's get into more questions. There's a very interesting one here. Uh, Nick, I'll direct it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, you, you get all the hard work since you're Great. in studio, yes. Okay. Um, I saw a post by an Arthur um, Buckner on spoofing on the JSC. I've experienced similar instances on the JSC. Does the panel uh, care to make a comment on the scrounge of market manipulation on the JSC? Or is it a big hush-hush? Also, why isn't there enough reporting on this by financial journalists? I won't mention the name uh, of the, <laughs> the financial journalists that uh, the viewer included in here. I'll tell her, though, for a laugh. Um, and then it says, regards, I apologize if I'm farting at a dinner party. <laughs> and Nick, Short. firstly, what is spoofing? <laughs> Okay, so spoofing, I mean, we used to be involved, uh, you know, I'm aware of it because uh, when we, we were option market makers in, in, in Europe and uh, when you make markets, you, like on the JSC, you, you make a double on the screen. So you, you put a price on the bid and you put a price on the offer and it often works nicely with the, that often market makers are usually incentivized to make a market. So the German stock exchange would incentivize you as a broker to make a market, so there's always someone to buy and there's always someone to sell. Mm. Uh, use an example, you want to buy 100 shares at 100 Rand and you want to sell 100 shares at, at 101 Rand and that's your double. Okay. So what spoofing entails, and it's an old gambling terminology, it means to fake. It's, so what spoofing involved was you would create the impression that, that there was more than was there. So using that example, you then come in at, you want the share price to go up. Mm. The, the market maker or the person who was trying to spoof the market will then go sit on the bid at 100 Rand and 25 cents. And he wouldn't show 100 shares. He would show, I don't know, 50,000 shares. Yeah. So if you're watching the market, this is an, and obviously this is, only a, um, this is only really a indication since you've migrated from open outcry pit trading to screen-based. Yeah. You can't do it in a pit. I mean, you can't do it with your hands, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's only, it's only sort of a, a factor of now that we've gone electronic. Okay. So then you create this impression that there's more to buy. And if you're watching the screen and, you, and you're a seller, you see like, oh my goodness, someone's trying to buy 50,000 shares at 125. Oh. Yo, get out the way. So you cancel your offer. Most of the market makers would pull the offer and then the, it would create the impression there's no offers and the price would slowly go up. So it, it, it's, it's creates a false impression that this is on the buy side. It works both ways, buy yes. side and sell side. Um, there has been a case recently, which is maybe what uh, Mr. Buchner is referring mm -hmm. to in the US, where someone was convicted, I think, for two years for spoofing in the gold market. Mm. So uh, it, it's, not, it's not technically gentlemanly to do this sort of behavior. Mm. Um, uh, is it illegal or not? The jury's out. In America, clearly, someone's just being convicted of it. Does it happen on the JSC? Yeah. I don't know myself. I'm not a market maker. We don't have market makers in South Africa, so to speak. Uh, okay. Maybe some brokers and others that are watching the show have clearly encountered incidences where it happened. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's maybe with the standoffs and the like of the world, maybe there's bigger fish to fry than, than spoofing. I don't know. Mm. I, don't I mean, know. well, I, I don't. I don't come across it too much in, yeah. in, my, in my as a money manager myself. Okay, I'm well, not that active on the screen, so to yeah. speak. Where clearly the traders are more active, they see it more. Okay, well, it will. It would be quite interesting mm. to see if any of our viewers have experienced. I'm sure, they have. have. Yeah. Please email us. Uh, let's move on uh, to more questions. Suddenly, Siwe. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to look at African, uh, African Rainbow uh, Minerals. 
Um, there was actually a statement, a trading update that I, I actually missed. Uh, it came out at quarter past four. Uh, so for your trading uh, update. So actually, let me read the question first. What does the panel make of African Rainbow Minerals shocking update today? Is it worth holding on to the share considering the sell uh, that will come in the near term given its results today? So for anyone that missed it, uh, they expect their uh, headline earnings per share uh, to decrease by as much as 27%, saying that uh, the decline is mainly due to lower commodity prices expected, uh, lower production and sales volumes largely due to logistics challenges expected, uh, resulting in unit costs increasing by more than already uh, elevated cost inflation. Uh, the adverse impact on earnings was partially mitigated by the weaker rand versus U.S. dollar exchange rate. I mean, there wasn't uh, any color, uh, well, much color there, uh, you know, and I'm wondering uh, why the viewer would say that it was a um, shock update. Uh, the share price also didn't really move much. Suddenly, there were any thoughts? Yeah, I think perhaps, uh, I'm not sure exactly, like you say, what the question is necessarily, but... Um yeah, uh, the, I mean, just, yeah, what do you think has, of that update? <laughs> yeah, the viewer the viewer has sort of outlined the answer, I think, in, in the question. I mean, it is a commodity name, so all the drivers there seem mm. to have been negative. Like, you know, like you mentioned, lower prices, uh, lower production volumes, higher costs. So, you know, if you take the three income statement, it's going to be lower profitability. But I mean, as a commodity name, it goes back to the comments we were making earlier about sort of um, the commodity space being under pressure due to the macro, particularly around uh, China and where most of the commodities tend to go. Mm. Um, the share didn't react too much. I mean, maybe perhaps it will do so tomorrow, given how late the, the, the trading update was. But yeah. um, that speaks to, I think, a lot of what uh, the, the downside in the numbers was expected, mm. uh, you know. Uh, it's one thing to say that, you know, the, the, the earnings are down, but if everybody expected them to be down, then I guess it's it's much of a muchness. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see tomorrow how or if the share reacts any further. But, I mean, commodities, you can't escape it. They're cyclical, and we are we, we are kind of on the edge now of whether or not we're going to go into a global recession or not, mm. you know. Uh, Nick, is it worth holding on to this share, uh, considering maybe the selling that might come? As we've said, or they're selling in, in all these commodity mm. counters. And I, and I was going to add that take that trading update from African Rainbow Minerals, uh, yeah. cut and paste it and put it on any other commodity company that's going to yeah. be reporting in the next three weeks on the JSC because it is exactly that scenario. Yeah. How much is in the price already? I think a lot of them probably are. Uh, the problem is, and we've said again on the show, it's a cyclical, cyclical business mm. and the, the commodity market's on a, a bit of a downturn. There's a stronger dollar. There's a China slowing down. There's a lot of headwinds. Mm. Um, long term, is it, a, is it a hold depending on your time frame? Absolutely. Absolutely, it's a well-run business, but uh, we are in a, we are in a, in a very downward cycle, and commodities have got a lot of headwinds right now. Mm. Um, I don't know if you gentlemen look at Robosis or were even looking at Robosis before the business rescue process. There is a question here: uh, Does the panel have any insight regarding the business rescue process uh, for Robosis? Uh, it looks like the company's uh, sale of assets will not cover its debt, meaning shareholders will be left with nothing. Why would a company pay the business practitioners so much money for no return? Uh, I don't even know who to go to here because I don't think you guys even looked at Robosis much before the business rescue uh, process. Suddenly, see where anything uh, <laughs> to contribute yeah, there? Yeah, not much. I think that the, the biggest issue here are the... Uh, 
uh, the, I think the shareholders already lost all their, uh, you know, mm. their equity here. But um, mm. <clears throat> I guess the biggest issue now is really all the debt funders. I mean, I know NetBank has been working with them to 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 sell off their assets, and I think that 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 process is is, is probably nearing its end now, or just about at its end. And it's really just about how much of the of the of the debt attached to all of that they can recoup. Uh, um, I mean, before before all the issues, before it got suspended, I mean, I think it was a, a, a small kind of property counter anyway, which uh, uh, we never really looked at. Mm. Uh, on, yeah. do, do you have anything to add, Nick? No, just looking back in the history, it was a smaller property counter. They did get caught up in a few, uh, you know, very exposed to to government to government leases, a lot of their buildings, yeah. uh, and hence there was some issues with government tenders. You know, we know the history of these. Um, and yeah, and debt, 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 and more debt. Debt was a killer. Um, yeah. And, and you can see the outcome of it now. I mean, it's not going to survive. The creditors are going to take pretty much everything. Mm. Well, I mean, uh, we don't have any more questions, but really interested in, um, you know, what you gents would pick in that property sector. Uh, there has been quite a lot of optimism that, uh, you know, it looks cheap. Um, but obviously we know the, the, the headwinds that some of these counters are still facing. Um, of course, also debt being one of the things that is closely being uh, looked at by investors. Suddenly, Siwa, what would be your pick uh, in that property uh, space if you are going into it? Would you even be going into it? Um, so, I mean, I, I think I'd prefer to go for some of the larger liquid names. I think a name like uh, Resilient is probably something that's good to go for. They had a good update. A few days ago, um, you know, you're earning a decent yield, part of it in euros, um, so that's um, <clears throat> that's always a, a, a handy in in a kind of volatile uh, market. You know, you've got a, a relatively low LTV. I think it's in sort of the low 30s, uh, in around 30 percent. So there's this margin of safety um, around that. And like I mentioned, you know, the yield is 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 is, is good to pick up, uh, given where we are in the cycle. So. Uh, resilient itself is, is um, yeah, I think it's a, a safer, one of the safer plays out there. Is resilient. Uh, on your also end, to, <laughs> yeah? No, also to mention, I mean, that some of the exposure in some of the, the, the growing areas in Eastern Europe, given what's happened in Ukraine, so exposures to places like Romania and, and all these other places is always, is, is always a, I suppose, a good thing, given what, what's happening in Europe right now. Ah, okay. Nick, unfortunately, I can't get to your pick, but I'll park that for next time. Thank you. Uh, let's go for your stock picks. So what will it be today? So Glencore, which seems ironic given the conversations we've been having. But, uh, you know, for me, it's very much price action. Um, most stocks have halved. Glencore's only down about 20% off its highs. And, and it's largely because of of the exposure to what it's got. Copper, big chunk of its earnings. There is a, there's a copper deficit at the moment there's def for this year and possibly next year as well. Uh, and Glencore pride themselves. A large portion of their revenues derived from actual trading, actual commodity trading. Yeah. And this volatility suits them perfectly. So, uh, you know, around about 100, 101 rand a share. I think it's a good play. Ah, all right. On your side, suddenly, Lissi, what are you picking? Um, I think I'll go for a, a more locally exposed name in, in Nedcare, one of the hospital uh, companies. I think... Uh, you know, the earnings recovery post-COVID um, continues. We're seeing increased occupancies still coming through. Uh, you know, the CapEx kind of spend is now kind of coming to an end and the digitization that they've done is, is, is what they've been spending the money on. And that should, should uh, provide some benefit. But perhaps more importantly, once all the CapEx is done, you get uh, an opportunity to get some cash returns to shareholders. Uh, the valuation is cheap at a 10 times PE, which is a discount to um, its, its history. 
Um, yeah, so I think Ned K is a good play. There's a bit of, of an uh, of an NHI overhang, but that's a more longer-term story. Ah, okay. uh, I think the recovery is still in place. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time, gents. Really appreciate your analysis today. That is all for Stockwatch this evening. Thanks to our guests, Sanilisiwa Dofila from All Weather Capital and Nikunza from Sunlam Private Wealth. Coming up, the close. Stay with us. Thank <laughs> you.